We also wanted to join this battle uh, against antibiotic resistance and, and, and uh, sepsis diagnostics since we saw that our platform technology could be used for antibiotic susceptibility testing. It was used uh, for that by our own customers, Gradient Tech. And then we saw the potential that our technology could yield results in even shorter test times than the methods around in the clinical labs today. Welcome to this episode of Speed of Life. This is a podcast series focusing on innovations accelerating towards better health. My name is Björn and I am co-hosting this episode together with my colleague Diana. A very warm welcome to you. Let's jump into this episode. Well, um, we'll start now. Uh, a warm welcome to Sara Torslund and Teresa Fernandez from Gradientech, who we will have a chat with today in order to learn more about them, their company and their journey. Could you shortly introduce yourselves? Who would like to start? I can start. Yes, so I'm uh, Sara Torslund and I'm the CEO and co-founder of Gradient Tech back in 2009. And uh, educational-wise, I have a background within biotech engineering and then a PhD within material science and microstructure fabrication. Um, and with that uh, experience within um, micro, uh, microfluidic devices and uh, in vitro diagnostic applications. Yes, um, my name is Teresa Fernandez and I have a background in uh, neuroscience and I actually came to Gradient Tech in 2018 and I work now as a product manager and I have a PhD in medical sciences and experience working with uh, live imaging methods and also with cells and biological tissues. So, yeah. Interesting. One of the things that we would like to highlight in this podcast series is to understand the development of your company. So please tell me, uh, why are you doing this and how come you have come this far? What motivates you? Tell me all. Okay, well, I think perhaps we should start by saying that we are at the moment focusing on sepsis. And sepsis is a disease that uh, kills around uh, one person every three seconds, and it affects around uh, 50 million people worldwide. Um, sepsis was also declared a global health priority by the World Health Organization in 2017. And I mean, when, when we hear such numbers, then we really think that uh, it is really necessary to find new solutions that can help uh, reduce the burden of sepsis. Uh, one of the biggest challenges when it comes to sepsis is the fact that we are having higher levels of antibiotic resistance. And that means that when the sepsis patients receive the, the treatment, they have a higher chance of receiving the wrong treatment because maybe the bacteria is resistant to that particular antibiotic that they're receiving. And here is where we uh, come in, Gradient Tech. And at the moment, we are uh, focusing on what's called rapid antibiotic susceptibility testing, which is essential for really ensuring that every patient receives appropriate treatment. Um, so in this way, we can improve the clinical outcome and also help reducing uh, antibiotic resistance in the long term. 
Yeah, and we uh, we also wanted to join this battle uh, against antibiotic resistance and and, and uh, sepsis diagnostics, since we saw that uh, our platform technology um, could be used for antibiotic susceptibility testing. Um, it was used uh, for that uh, by our customers, um, Gradient Tech. And then we saw the potential uh, that our technology could uh, yield results in even shorter uh, test times uh, than the methods around in the clinical labs uh, today. Yeah. And uh, I would say that that's the reason why we as a company focus uh, very much today on our diagnostic development. Um, and uh, we see that we have the potential to become the fastest antibiotic susceptibility testing solution, focusing on sepsis samples. And uh, with fast, uh, we actually mean just a few hours, two to four hours, to be compared with one to two days with methods used in the hospital labs today. Mm. So do I understand you correctly that uh, this was not the intended application from the beginning when you founded the company? No, we, I mean, we, have the, we are using the same platform technology as we started with. But uh, our main applications uh, were within cell migration um, uh, studies, uh, facing research customers. And then, as I said, customers started to use uh, our products for studying bacteria in gradients of antibiotics. And that's the same as antibiotic susceptibility testing. Mm. So I think we have found one of our killing applications of the technology. Most likely, yeah. Mm. Uh, you told us before, sir, that you're also one of the founders of the company. Uh, what motivated you to go all the way and start the business of the research? I think I'm, uh, well, I know that I'm passionate about transferring uh, valuable life science uh, research results into commercial innovative solutions. Uh, and with that, I mean, realize, uh, well, startup companies uh, and how you grow that into successful companies that provide competitive products and services. Uh, and in some way, I believe that uh, any research results should be able to commercialize in some way. Uh, and with that, uh, just to point out, that doesn't mean that the researcher himself uh, need to do the commercialization process. Mm. But in some way, I believe that there should be a commercial application in any research. Mm? In what way are, are the other co-researchers uh, involved today? And the two other co-founders, yeah. um, well, uh, one of our co-founders, Johan Kröger, he is uh, not employed by the company, but uh, having his own research group at BMC within cell biology. So we have collaborated a lot through the years with having uh, employees incoming, PhD students together, applying for uh, grants and so on. And then the third co-founder, he was... Uh, well, he was chairman of the board during the first years uh, and uh, more mentoring. And uh, nowadays he is applauding our success. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. The best way of being involved. Yeah. What has it meant for the company having you as the CEO? Well, first of all, I have my own background within the technology that we're dealing with uh, within the company. Um, so uh, I dare to say that I'm... But I understand everything that we are doing uh, and then uh, I think you have a motivation uh, when you've started a company uh, and 
the motivation to see it grow and to take it further. Mm. Yeah. yeah, what you've started, mm. you want to see how it succeeds in the end. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. And what about you, Teresa? How has your background and your experiences and co- contributed to the development of uh, Gradientic? Well, I definitely think that my research background has been uh, crucial uh, within the life science to to be able to execute the the task and the responsibilities that I have uh, mm-hmm. within the company. Uh, some of those are, for example, to uh, plan and coordinate some of our performance studies. It could also be to communicate the value of our technology mm-hmm. to our potential customers. But also, and really importantly for us, is to also take in their feedback to ensure that the products that we design are actually fulfilling our customer needs. So I'm also, like Sarah, motivated by using this knowledge that is uh, created within the recent research uh, atmosphere and actually bringing them into innovative solutions that can make a difference and can improve our society and uh, tackle some of the most important challenges that the world is facing at the moment. Interesting. Can I ask then, um, can you, if, if a researcher approaches you with an interesting idea that is quite close to to the kind of competence and skills that you have, would you help them to innovate? Myself? Or, yeah, you as a company. Or do you collaborate somehow with the researchers in, in academia or in other institutions around in the ecosystem in Uppsala? Yeah, I believe very much. And I think we have been good in collaborating um, both with, uh, say, industrial partners, other small, big, larger companies, uh, You need to collaborate between companies and research groups. Mm-hmm. You need to collaborate between countries uh, mm-hmm. and so on. I think I've uh, I, I've learned in reality that you are not strong on your own. No, yeah, exactly. yeah, you can run much faster if you collaborate. Yeah, even if it's sometimes it takes more time to start up collaborations and move on, but in the end you gain multiple uh, from collaborations. So I would say that. Uh, we are very open-minded to collaborations and we should continue with that. Mm -hmm. Great to hear. Now I'll talk about the company again. What about the name Gradientek? Where does it come from? Is there a story there? Actually, the the name of our company, Gradientek, it reflects very well what our core technology is all about. So uh, our technology creates concentration gradients uh, of molecules going from a low to a high concentration within your uh, biological matrix that you are uh, studying. So uh, that's the reason behind the the gradient part of the company name. So there is a thought behind it. Interesting. Um, Telling people about what we are doing is always a tricky thing, especially in a short and snappy way. Uh, How would you present your business uh, and what you do to a person who is not familiar with the industry? Well, the first thing I usually do is to ask them whether they know what sepsis is. And if they don't know what sepsis is, then I usually start by explaining that sepsis is a disease that happens when uh, bacteria reach your blood. And once they reach your blood, uh, then they they have a really easy time to spread around the body. And that means that it can have fatal consequences. So it's very, very critical that 
patients with sepsis receive uh, a treatment uh, as fast as possible. So basically, you cannot wait with that. And uh, as I mentioned uh, before, uh, since antibiotic resistance is increasing, the, the chances that the patient uh, will get the wrong treatment is higher. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we, what we do to, to help these patients is that we can take this bacteria and culture it uh, in our platform and we expose it to a battery of antibiotics uh, within the same test and we can see basically how they grow with these antibiotics, whether they grow or not. So this gives us an answer then to decide what treatment is uh, best for, for this particular patient. And uh, as Sarah mentioned before, uh, this is really important that uh, we deliver the information as soon as possible. And with our current uh, system, we can actually do this within a few hours, whereas other methods are doing this in, uh, in days, one to two days. That's fantastic. And if you notice that a person is really, really interested, how would you deepen the story? Well, I've always notice that they usually get really interesting in knowing why. Why are we faster? So this is usually where I go in and deepen the story. And then I tell them that the reason why we're faster is because, because we actually can analyze this bacteria at a microscopic level and follow their growth very, very closely. And another reason is that uh, since we study this bacteria in a single chamber with this gradient of antibiotic concentrations, we actually get a lot of information in an integrated way. So if you look at other methods, uh, they're using separate chambers with like different antibiotic concentrations. So in order to get a result, they need to analyze all those different chambers in order to, to reach a conclusion. So by having everything combined into a chamber, thanks to this antibiotic gradient, so we can deliver results in a, in a faster way. Mm, thanks. I'm wondering how much of this is software? Yeah, 50-50, um, um, microfluidics and, and software. Yeah, so you had the gradient formation, as Teresa was uh, yeah, explaining. Yeah, that's pure technology and microfluidic technology. But then, uh, yeah, say, yeah, of course, you have the analysis, uh, analysis alg uh, algorithm. Mm. How do you identify what is a bacteria and is it a bacteria growing and mm. uh, how is it growing depending on where it, where it is in our gradient. Uh, and then it's about say, a meta-analysis uh, to understand differences between drug-bug combinations uh, and different antibiotics um, uh, um, affect the different... Um, different bacteria in different ways. So we will always know which antibiotics uh, are there in our test, uh, but we will not know the exact uh, species of the bacteria. Mm. So uh, it's about analysis, say finding out um, what type of bacteria without knowing the exact species and mm. so on. So uh, I think we will release a well, minimum viable product uh, that is fast enough. Uh, well, the fastest on the market. But then we see that we can tweak this further uh, with improving the analysis algorithm. So, uh, say, in the longer run, 
more and more will be about software okay. uh, and data analysis and so image analysis. It started as some kind of a intra-test, within-test kind of yeah. software, and then now you have more meta-analysis where you have a learning system. Yeah, that's like the next layer, yeah. a layer yeah, that makes it even faster. Yeah, but... Um, mm. No, but uh, and also, I mean, ev- everybody that you ask that has gone through this type of uh, type of development says that uh, you all underestimate, say, the time it takes for the software development okay. for a system. And uh, yes, they might even for a hardware company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even for a hardware company, and uh, um, yeah, it might be true. Because okay. actually that's on our critical line right now, uh, say software um, or instrument software and analysis software. I wouldn't say that's uh, the highest risk. Uh, well, it's not the highest risk right now for our mm. first version product, but it's uh, where we need uh, most number of man hours. Uh, okay, interesting. Uh, while remaining in the development That's phase. almost a, a myth busting because it's easy to think that, you know, software is just, you know hack something, you make an algorithm, whatever, while developing a hardware instrument is something that is very cumbersome. Yeah, um, and and that's how we started to do develop the the hardware and see that, okay, can we do what we aim to do with uh, mostly uh, components from the shelf in Mm -hmm. order to reach the price level that we're Mm -hmm. aiming for. But then when you start to, say, go into details, uh, health check of the system, warnings mm. uh, and everything. It's software. Then, it, yeah. uh, then it's software. Mm. True. Um, so, yeah. Uh. Yeah. And you told us before you've been along for like 12 years now. Yeah. Mm, that's a long time. Yeah, <laughs> really. Uh, or not. I reckon it has not been a straightforward path. Uh, how has the business developed during these years? Yeah, well, uh, I've been around from uh, being employee number one in the company. So, uh, and we are today about 35 uh, people, employees and consultants mm. within the company and the, our big diagnostic uh, project. Um, so, I mean, I've seen, I've seen it all more or less. Uh, I've uh, been... Well, first, uh, been through developing our research use-only products, bringing them to the market, and then say discover the uh, well one of our killer applications, uh, and, and then say see how we have turned the company into a diagnostic company instead of a biotech tooling company only. Mm. And then, uh, as you know, dealing with medical devices, you have a lot of regulatory requirements, so. Uh, I've been dealing with the implementation of a quality management system that you need to have in place. And then, say, all the market access work mm-hmm. of uh, understanding the clinical microbiology market for this application. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, also, it's about financing company, of course. Uh, I know what it is to attract the first small money, and now you're at a completely different level. And, for example, we are planning for an IPO of Gradient Tech mm. during 2021. So, um, yeah, yes, a lot of change. Mm-hmm. But, uh, really? Can I say uh, the, the regulatory demands, has it increased a lot during those 12 years? Or has it just been more obvious for every year? Um, well, I would say like this, I think we were very early in implementing um, 
a kind of a quality uh, quality management system even when working uh, early uh, with our products that we brought into the market uh, say learning from other medical device companies mm-hmm. like how do you do this in order to say just straighten everything up in production and uh, uh, and doing lean production and then we got into the diagnostic application. Actually, at Gradient Tech, we have been uh, we've, we started to implement a ISO thirteen four eight five management system back in two thousand and sixteen, and then we got uh, certified in two thousand and seventeen. So that's four years by now. So actually, mm. we have the scope covered for developing and manufacturing and marketing IVD products, uh, and that's why we have our research products in manufacturing. Why we can have that. So. We have got say we have grown with the system, mm-hmm. um, and I still think that was a strategically very correct uh, way to do Obviously. it. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, of course, it, it takes more time to yeah. work in a in a certified ISO um, quality management system. Yes. But everything is in place, and you grow with the system, and everybody in the team is in some some way say used to it, even if you work pure development or in the marketing side yeah. or, or wherever. Yeah, it's much harder to implement such a system when you have grown a number of people and just need to implement it and start working with it. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah. As a fan of, of um, you know, the strength in an ecosystem, when you say that you learn from other medtech companies, uh, how, how do you do that? Uh, you do that by uh, asking people working in other companies, especially in, in um, companies manufacturing okay. mm-hmm. uh, medical device companies. They are uh, a bit frustrating. It's that there are more developing countries. There are fewer companies who run, say, large-scale production here in town. So, mm. by uh, but it's about. They asking your your family and friends in those companies like how do you do that mm. in your production or how do you which kind of uh, papers do or documents do you produce in order to prove this and what does your record look here and then you pick the cherries whom do we trust the most yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you've touched upon it all, a bit already but one of the things that often differs between organization is their culture. What's your organization values and visions? Um, well, actually, we uh, if we start start with the vision that we uh, have worked out at Great Tech, we state that our vision is precision medicine for a sustainable world, and uh, we do that because we believe that the future in in healthcare lies within personalized medicine. And then we have done a pretty careful job on defining our core values uh, in the team. And uh, we did that when we were working on the branding of Gradient Tech a few years ago. So uh, for us in the team, we've defined four uh, core values that we work accordingly to. Uh, we said that we are committed, we are goal-oriented, and uh, we work as a team to reach our aims. And then, of course, we need to be innovative as an uh, innovative company, being in the forefront of of what we do. Um, so we should always seek new ways to find solutions and opportunities in the way that we work. And we believe very much in being transparent, that we are clear and honest uh, in everything that we do. And then we are responsive. Uh, we should act on 
feedback from our partners, from our customers um, and from our employees and our environment. So that's our four core values. Oh. Yeah, I'm a bit curious then. How how do you work with these in the everyday situation? They are printed on on uh, big printouts. That's good. So and you have a wall. They are on the wall. <laughs> yeah. That's good. <laughs> no, but uh, actually, uh, we uh, we found our uh, core values by discussing it in the team, and I would say that everybody uh, agrees very well with. Um, these uh, values yeah so yeah and those are more and more important to communicate to to in order to attract talents future employees and even investors uh, so teresa what do you think attracts people to work or invest at gradientec well what i would really like to say to the audience the people uh, listening today if they're really uh, looking for a job I would say that uh, we are really working at the forefront of innovation and that we are developing products aimed at solving global challenges and that are improving healthcare. So if they're looking for a job and we have some uh, job opportunities at the moment, uh, please come get in touch with us. And uh, yes, I would like to also mention that we we do have a very diverse team of people and we are both working at the interface of engineering for example like sarah has an engineering background and i have more a background within life sciences so i i really think that the the best part of working at gradient tech is is the work culture because you really feel like you're part of a team that is really working towards achieving the same goal and at the same time, you, you feel that you're making a difference for the team. So, so your opinion really matters. And I, I have felt actually really valued uh, from day one. So I, at least if anyone out there is looking for a job, I really encourage that you come and be one of our colleagues. Great. And how fast are you growing? How many people will you be in two years from now? I try not to just set the aim in number of people, um, people working in the company. Uh, but, uh, well, if we don't look in two years, but just say in half a year at least, uh, we see that uh, we, I think we currently have about, we have five um, open positions mm, okay. uh, right now. We are welcoming our new uh, CCO um, uh, in a few weeks' time, for example. Mm. Uh, so uh, and but currently we are more consultants than employees just in numbers so obviously we have to uh, transfer it maybe to the opposite uh, way around uh, a bit more employees compared to consultants so it's about say moving um, moving knowledge from the specialized consultants into the company and mm. it's about finding employees that can fill that position but isn't that also kind of a modern way of organizing a company to have a lot of you know part-time people or consultants working yeah for sure and and it's been the right way to work it's of course more expensive to have a larger part of, mm. of the people as consultants and then say moving into a company that is dealing with everyday production yeah i think there you should have more employees uh, than consultants uh, but I think we will always have a large number of consultants, specialized consultants uh, who can come in, work for um, 
uh, a certain time uh, in a sub-project. But uh, we need to increase, uh, especially on the production side with employees. Mm. And where do you see yourself in five years? What have you achieved by then? Well, uh, I think uh, in a number of years' time, uh, I would say that we, sh- well, we have the vision that uh, uh, we have market launched our diagnostic uh, system, mm-hmm. and uh, um, the uh, the clinical microbiology labs out there see the QuickMix system as the preferable solution for rapid antibiotic susceptibility testing, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, that we have uh, grown as a company into an say, international player mm. for our vision. Yeah. Like and how are you right going now. to get there? Yeah, we are going to get there by, by uh, say, continuing um, our work with collaborating. Uh, clo- well, first of all, closely with the market. I think we are good uh, on that uh, already today. But we should continue in that way to work with end users and reference customers and to be open-minded to the feedback that we get from the market. That's the only way to improve and uh, say develop what the, what the market wants. Um, so that's one thing. And then to continue to collaborate with other international players, other industrial players, other research groups. Um, That's the only way how you could say move forward uh, in order to reach that vision, I believe. Mm. Sounds like it resonates well with your core values then, being yes. you know, goal-oriented and committed <laughs> and responsive. Yeah. And yeah. Um, but I would dare to say that's the way we, we work uh, and have worked for quite a long time. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, so far we've learned a lot about your motivations and the journey you have experienced. Uh, what are you most proud of to have achieved? And that's a question for, for both of you. Who wants to take it first? <laughs> Teresa. I can take it. <laughs> well, I'm sure Sarah has more to say about since she's been in the company from day one. But uh, in these two years that I've been uh, here, I think that what I'm most proud about was to having planned and coordinated the first external evaluation of our system and that we did here at Uppsala University Hospital. And I believe it has been a very important milestone for the company, which is also bringing us closer to the regulatory studies that we need in order to obtain the CE-IVD mark in order to be able to, to launch the system in the market. And part of this achievement has been accomplished, actually, thanks to the financial support that we have received from the BioX Accelerate program. So I would like to actually take the opportunity to thank Stones and the Swedish Agency of Economic and Regional Growth, also known as Tilbeksverket, for selecting us, our company, to take part in the in the program. So thank you. You're more than welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I personally, I believe that you need to be very persistent uh, when managing and uh, and developing a life science company. So uh, it's about finding your killing application, as we've talked about, because most probably you don't start with having discovered your killing application um, when starting the company. 
And then uh, life science when working with pharma or medical device project, uh, I mean, it's crowded with regulatory requirements. And uh, a small company must fulfill the same requirements as a large company. And that uh, takes a bit of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to that comes that uh, you have investors that probably think that everything takes too long time. Um, <laughs> which uh, might come from, say, the majority of the investors maybe not being, uh, say, in detail familiar with the application or the the regulatory landscape of uh, what the company is doing. So back to the question, what I'm most proud of is that, uh, I think I'm most proud of being that say persistent and uh, I hope I've done it in a successful way through the years. Mm-hmm. It looks like that. And if you were to restart your journey, what lessons have you learned? Um, well, uh, I mean, it's easy to say that you you should try to go international as early as possible in the company, uh, dealing with everything from, uh, say, international experienced board uh, directors or employees. But the problem is uh, usually that it it costs a lot to find those people and and you might not be able to afford that in a a small starter company. But at least uh, you should try to have it in mind to... uh, um, to think bigger from from the start yeah and that's one thing i think and then um, as we've talked about before uh, i couldn't stress enough of how important it is to collaborate with partners from from different areas from uh, from different industries uh, small and large to uh, different research groups uh, or between partners in different countries and usually takes takes a bit of It takes more time than to to just work on your own uh, initially, but uh, uh, in the end, you will be awarded uh, multiple times back, uh, I think. And it's the best way to build a network that will help you go forward in a company in the longer run. And is there anything you would have done differently and why? couldn't really say that if we had done this and that differently then things would have turned out in a much better way uh, uh, not a specific thing uh, I would say but uh, it's I mean for these kind of companies it's very much about financing and finding the money uh, when you have the idea uh, but how you do that in say the best uh, efficient way uh, I think that's difficult to say that what's right and what's wrong um, so I, I couldn't really today say that if we had done it differently at some occasion then we could have run faster or something like that and great mm. no regrets that way. <laughs> yeah. well Uh, and now I would like to ask some questions about the innovation support system, as we sometimes or usually call it here. Uh, we would like to believe that there are opportunities in being part of strong clusters and ecosystems where there are others with similar interests. Uh, what do you see as the advantage of having your business in Uppsala? Um, well, I think two things. Uh, 
First, Uppsala has a long tradition of working with antibiotic resistance. I mean, the application that we are dealing with. Uh, and we have strong focus in driving advanced research and action um, and awareness around this topic. Uh, for example, we have the REACT um, network, uh, which was uh, initiated and it's now headed by Professor Otto Kasch and, uh, and REACT is a leading international network advocating and a stimulating engagement on antibiotic resistance. Um, that's one part uh, to have all this around us. And then secondly, I would say that uh, I mean, Graden Tech, we are uh, based here in Uppsala Science Park and we are just in the neighbor building uh, to the clinical microbiology lab of the Uppsala University Hospital. And uh, uh, Uppsala University Hospital is one of the largest and most renowned hospitals in, in Sweden. So that's of course a good start. And then we are just opposite the Uppsala Biomedical Center, which is one of Europe's largest center for life science re research at Uppsala University. And uh, we have collaborated quite a lot with different research groups uh, there through the years. So I would say that uh, it's a quite unique environment to have, uh, say, the, uh, a renowned hospital and a, a leading university uh, just next door uh, to the company. And then, uh, of course, there are just in this area, we have several uh, small mid-sized life science companies which are initiated and managed by uh, people who have usually quite long industrial experience and uh, the excellence within the, uh, the application area of the company. So it's a fantastic way of networking um, between these companies. Interesting. So when you have your lunch at, at the restaurant here at Hubban, do you have... Do you listen more or are you more <laughs> careful in what you're saying? Yeah, I hope that I'm more of a listener. But uh, no, but actually, uh, Green Tech, we have uh, through many years now uh, been in a having our offices together uh, with other companies, mm -hmm. uh, other small companies, even though we are now growing out there. So we are getting our big new facilities uh, this summer. But anyway, um, there we have a just excellent network of these small companies, mm. many of them uh, life science medical device companies, uh, having products out on the market with sales organization around the world and so on. Uh, and I would say that we, we are discussing mm. uh, uh, everything from different certifications, uh, which consultant did you use for this job, uh, and just trying to help each other out in order to, say, cut time mm. to, to explore all this on your own. And that has been a really good gain, I think. Wonderful. Yeah, it sounds excellent, actually. Really? Uh, my next question was, what kind of support has your company received? But you have uh, already told me about several <laughs> waves. Yeah, yeah. I think we've been good at, say, use well using uh, persons, say, mentoring through different mm -hmm. phases of the comp uh, company's lifetime. Uh, in anything from uh, structuring development projects to uh, financing to uh, yeah, implementing a quality management system 
So uh, uh, it's about asking those who have done it before mm. and see uh, what you can learn from it. And then on your side, help others. Uh, so it's about sharing, I believe. Yeah. Mm. And what do you see could add more to the ecosystem? Um, if you were to wish. Yeah, um, I would, uh, I could think of two things there too. Yeah. First, um, I've been struggling of finding a way how we could work in a better way together with the uh, big life science uh, industrial player that we have mm. here in town. I mean, we have uh, the G Healthcare and now the Danaher uh, life science site mm. here. And I believe that both us uh, and other small companies, as well as uh, those players, could benefit from um, more intense collaborations. And I believe that we haven't really found the best way to do it yet. So I believe there are opportunities there. And that's one thing. Um, And then I believe that we, since we are close to to Stockholm and the Karolinska Institute. Uh, I think that um, we sometimes forget the big, uh, say, branding that the Karolinska Institute and the the great reputation that Karolinska Institute has globally. And uh, Graden Tech, we have been collaborating with several research groups at Karolinska through the years, but uh, I think that we could go Say, be even better and intensify those uh, collaborations and then in a way say market those collaborations yeah even more um, yes. Mm-hmm. yes and do you see a way of how you could support others yeah other companies you're thinking of or yeah b- both company or as persons you mentioned uh, mentoring before and entrepreneurs perhaps mm-hmm. Uh, well, me personally, I've been through the years trying to help out in, uh, say, in research groups at university when they've been asking me to say, come and, and tell a bit about our, say, journey going from a spin-off from uh, from Uppsala University to where we are today. And that's, of course, to just to show those who are interested in uh, that it's doable and explain our journey. So I believe that's one way of course yeah yes yeah, so do you think of uh, yes other i ways? i think we've been very good or and open as well by taking in students master mm. students and students that have been very interested in you know maybe spending a term with us at gradient tech see how we work and we have even have some students that have decided to stay in the company so i think um, uh, we've been very good there also i think that's extremely valuable for the ecosystem definitely mm. <laughs> yeah Really, it sounds great. Uh, it it should be the way it should work here. Uh, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Uh, those are great values uh, for a company's development, and it's fantastic to hear that the system works. Uh, and thank you for that. And as we say, together we are stronger. That you men said before earlier, and I think that's true. And you show it. Thanks. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you for inviting us. Mm-hmm. This podcast series is developed and produced by Stunz Life Science. Stunz is a foundation creating sustainable growth through private-public collaborations. Thank you for listening and for more information about this podcast, 
and as well as about STUNS, please visit our website lifescience.stuns.se and follow us on LinkedIn where you will find us under our name.